unfortunately due to the weather, I was, uh, you know, we ended up canceling. And just like Jackson said, I can't be stopped because I'm still preaching today. <laughs> so there was a man in the entrance century, 18th century, uh, who got robbed. He was going about his day. And a man approached him and asked him for his wallet, and then he just went on about his day after that. Uh, when he was telling the story to other people, his friends asked him, how did you feel after this? And he said, well, just let me be thankful. He said, I thank God because this was my first time getting robbed. He said, I thank God because my wallet was the one that was taken and not my life. I'm, I thank God because even though they took everything, it wasn't a lot. And to end, he said, I thank God because I was the one who was getting robbed and I was not the one robbing someone. I have a picture of him here right now, and do you know who he is? No, it is not John Wesley. It is Matthew Henry. So he was a pastor, and he was also a writer, and he, was, uh, he wrote a, one of the most popular commentaries out there called Matthew Henry's Commentary of the Whole Bible. So what I'm trying to show with this story is that a person who knows God and lives in gratitude, no circumstance will break them down. Just like how we saw in the story that even though this happened, he was overflowing with thankfulness. That it wasn't something worse. Just like Matthew, we can go through uh, critical events uh, that could change our perspective and how we live our lives. Uh, we are not exempt from experiencing these things. As you saw, Matthew was a pastor, and he wrote about the Bible, and he started the Bible. And, of course, he had a relationship with God. But this still was part of his story, part of his life. And then Jesus uh, confirms this in John 16, It says, I have told you these things so that in me you, have pe you may have peace. In the world you have trouble and suffering, but take courage, I have conquered the world. But today I would like to talk a little bit more and see the healthiness of living with overflowing thankfulness. So if you have your Bibles, if you want to turn with me to Colossians 2, or it will be up on the screen as well. And we'll read uh, on verse 6 and 7. So then, just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord... Continue to live your life in him, rooted, built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, and overflowing with thankfulness. So the overflowing with thankfulness is the, the one thing that I underlined there, and therefore I've made it also the, uh, the title for this message, and I've called it Overflowing Thankfulness. So one of the things that we need to point out or we need to acknowledge on this part of, because this is Paul talking here, is that Paul is in prison in Rome. So it is crazy when you read this that the word thankfulness is coming out of him 
even though he's in prison, knowing that at any point his life can be taken from him. So one of the purposes, one of the reasons that he wrote this letter to the Philippians, oh, the Colossians, oh my God, <clears throat> was because there was a lot of false teachings of Christ during this time. So then when Paul is writing to them, he is reminding them that there's no more to Jesus. We don't need to keep adding more to Jesus. So he goes in on his letters and he's trying to reteach them who Jesus is. And he's saying it on that verse, you have received Christ as Lord. So just continue to live in him. In other words, Paul is saying that if we already know Christ, then let's live in Christ. Let's grow our faith. But do it with gratitude from your heart. Which means don't do things just out of commitment. Let's go to church out of gratitude and not out of commitment. Let's give out of gratitude and not out of commitment. Let's serve out of gratitude and not out of commitment. Let's worship. Not just out of commitment and the routine that is part of as a Christian but because of the gratitude that is in our hearts. And if this, this, just this section of telling you that do it with gratitude and not of commitment, if that upset you just a little bit, just take it with gratitude. So I'd like to talk about a few healing effects that living uh, in overflowing thankfulness provides. So the first healing effect is we stop being presumptuous. To be presumptuous is to be a person who brags about their own qualities or achievements. Presumption is something that has damaged humanity the most. Because we start to believe that we can reach, that we can achieve, that we can gain all these things out of our own strength. For example, the man wants to govern the world. It wants to conquer space. It has to take the, take the role of the creator. It has, to, it has tried to manipulate genetics. But the most dangerous thing that man has done out of being presumptuous is that they start to eject God because they feel like they don't need him. And the sad part is that when we see modern church nowadays too, this is taught. You set your mind to it, you can do it. You set your heart to it, you can do it. But where is God in all that as well? So God, through Moses, is talking to his people that he is taking them to a great land where they will experience multiplication and prosperity. And he warns them that they might start to feel prideful and forget that God is who brought them out of Egypt and took care of them through the desert until he gave them all this abundance. So the God says in Deuteronomy 8:14, then your heart will become proud and you will forget the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt and out of the land of slavery. 
And then a few verses later, he's, uh, God is also saying, uh, in 17 and 18, he says, You may say to yourself, my power and the strength of my hands have produced this wealth for me. But remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the ability to produce wealth. And so confirms his covenant, which he swore to his ancestors as it is today. So God told them that he was going to give them all this. And as we can see that there were multiple years where they tried to reach that, but they were also missing God, even though he was right there with them. So when they reached the promised land, all this could happen, but it could be prevented. And we just have to look just a few verses back on that, on verse 10. And it says, be sure to praise the Lord your God for the good land he has given you. It's gratitude, thankfulness. So church, this is a question for you. What is the good land that God has given you? Now, for the people of God, it was, literal, it was a literal land, it was a literal place that was so fruitful that they are still there right now. But for some, the good land could be a job, a business, a career, family, kids, and even talents. But have you praised God for all these things? No, I said there was going to be a few effects of this, of being with overflowing thankfulness. So that was just one. So the second effect is we stop being depressed. So depression is a very sensitive topic, and when you hear this and, don't, and I say something, please don't take it personal. As I understand that depression is a very difficult thing, we all probably will live it at one point, and unfortunately for some people, it has destroyed them. But depression has been defined in many different ways, which all leads to the same wording, but today I want to use different wording for this. So depression is to be drowned. Depression is to be in deep sadness. But depression is a psychological bruise. How many of you have gotten a bruise before? So depression is like that, but in a mental psychological aspect. And just like that bruise you have gotten before, it does not heal overnight. It takes time and it takes patience. So normally depression is provoked by trauma and that can be from bankruptcy, accidents, stress, the system, the lifestyle that we live, negative experiences, betrayals, being falsely accused. Abuse, losses, instability, illness, 
abandonment, rejection, broken relationships. So one of the things that I mentioned was accidents. Um, a few uh, years ago, during the 2020 amazing year that we had, um, I was, a, I was um, blessed with a car that my parents provided for me because I got my first job then. And I had to drive about 55 miles uh, for this job. I worked in a warehouse. And I was working uh, a night shift. So I would work from 3 p.m. to like 1 a.m. Uh, most nights. And usually we would end closer to 12. We wouldn't go all the way to the... Uh, till 1 a.m. But on this particular day, we actually ended up going all the way until 1 a.m. And it was cold. It was during this December. I believe it was the second week of December of 2020. And I remember that I walked all the way to my, I walked all the way to my car. I turned it on. And like any good car guy, you want you want to sit there until the engine gets warm. But also knowing that I had a manual transmission car, I couldn't just wait until the engine got warm and expect everything else to be warm as well. I need to get my tires warm and I had to get my transmission warm because right after I get off of work, I get on the interstate to come here. So I'm going higher speeds and therefore I don't let the car warm up the, the best way that it can. And that's enough car talk right now. Um, but... Usually, because I was so young, when I would get off of work, especially having a manual transmission, you know, I would go out of the, because you would go out of the, this warehouse onto a highway that was going about 65 miles an hour, and then it would lead me up into um, I-35 to go down, uh, to come back to Emporia. And because I had a manual transmission and I was young, you know, I pull out of there, you know, first gear, second gear, third gear, and disappear, right? <laughs> but unfortunately, this day... I went first gear, second gear, third gear, deer, swerve, deer. And I hit him. And the airbag went off. There was a loud uh, just thump. I don't, I don't even know how to explain it anymore. Um, but out of the grace of God and the power of God, somehow I was able to pull, uh, pull over and still save the transmission, okay? And <coughs> but I remember that when I finally pulled over, there was just this constant noise that was going on. And I couldn't figure out what it was. At first, I thought, I was like, maybe that I hit another car as well? Or like, someone's just honking at me? Or what's going on? So I get out of the car, and I notice that my horn is stuck. So it's just this constant beef going off. And the worst thing about this is that it was such a small car, so the noise was more annoying than it would for a truck, right? So I get off the car and open up the hood, and I'm trying to disconnect the battery so this annoying thing would stop. But it didn't work because I didn't have all the proper tools, and somehow we tightened those things really tight on there. Um, so then, again, out of the grace and power of God, Someone pulls out uh, over, and it happens to be a friend of my dad's, 55 miles away. And I talk with him a little bit, and I'm like, you know, let me just call my dad. And he's like, who's your dad? And I'm like, Luis Juarez. And he's like, oh, I know him. And so we just go and uh, have a, this conversation, 
and he's trying to help me out how to deal with this horn thing. And there was like a, a house that was about, I don't know, less than a quarter mile away. So I hope they were awake because otherwise they were awake. <laughs> <coughs> so then I finally figured out that, you know, why don't I just take the fuse out? And that worked. So then he departed because my dad was on his way to pick me up. And since this was my first time uh, being in a car wreck, I didn't know what to do. So I didn't realize that I had to call um, emergencies or the police because it, there wasn't anyone else involved. And I was fine. And then two cops show up. They weren't planning to go through the, the area that I was going, but they ended up in the area that I was in. And they explained the whole procedure. They came up to the window, knocked on it, and I'm just like, you know, I had a deer. I don't, I don't know what you want me to tell you. And I'm like, I don't know if the deer got up and walked away or not, but he didn't. Um, he got shot a little later. But <clears throat> <coughs> But all this happened, and I went... A few days, a few weeks, with something that stuck with me from that night. And it was the smell from the airbag. And it would not go away. I really thought that it was just in my system for a little bit and that it was going to go away after a few days, after everything just um, cleansed itself, but it didn't. So then I had to come to my family and approach them during Christmas. And I had to explain to them that I still had this reoccurring smell from this night. And I remember that my grandpa was the one who led the prayer for that night. And we said thanks, that it wasn't worse. We said thanks because there wasn't anyone else involved in this. We said thanks for the help that was provided unexpectedly. So I believe that through that gratitude, God was able to take away the smell that wanted me to remember the circumstance. The circumstance that, repeated, that was repeating in my head in a negative way. And Paul says, in Philippians 4, 11 through 13, he says, I am not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned to be content with whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in, every, in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all these through him who gives me strength. And Paul is saying that circumstances can change from one moment to another. And most of the time we don't have control over them. We as Christians, we don't depend on the circumstances. We depend on Christ. For example, Job went from being a wealthy and unfortunate man to being homeless and miserable. But none of that took 
away his thankfulness. And at his worst time, when he had absolutely nothing, he said, Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked I will depart. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. May the name of the Lord be praised. And later in the book of Job, you can keep reading and you can see how he went through all this trial. But God still blessed him with more things. He lost his children and he was blessed with other children. So I can kind of relate to that because I lost one car, I gained two. And that's not to brag, so please don't take me in the wrong way. <laughs> so gratitude towards God makes me live in content under any circumstance. Because I am sure that he will provide for everything I need. So there's a question for you. What will be your response to the circumstances? Will the response be to blame God? To blame others? Or will you praise God and be content? Have you recently been bruised? And does it still hurt? Has this abandonment that happened to you, does it still hurt? And I'm not just talking just recently anymore. I am talking the past few months, the past few years. Has stress taken over your life? Have all these losses hurt you enough that you want to give up? All these betrayals and all these illnesses that we live, they hurt. But what are we going to do about that? So does it still hurt? I have this passage written on my, on my notes here, but I want to read it straight from the Word of God. If it still hurts, my brothers and sisters, I am here to tell you what the Word of God Cast all of your anxiety on him because he cares for you. <laughs> so we all have a lot to be overflowing with thankfulness for. But will you bring this gratitude to 
through the feet of Christ. To prevent being presumptuous and to stop feeling and to stop those feelings of depression. So God calls you to demonstrate the gratitude no matter the circumstance. God pours blessings over your life when you are more humble. God is your strength to heal that sadness.
So I want to repeat the three last things that I said. That God calls you to demonstrate the gratitude no matter the circumstances. God pours blessings over your life when you are more humble. God is your strength to heal the sadness. Earlier, Pastor Paul opened the altars up for those who want to come and be grateful. So today I call those who have received a good land and want to give thanks to God. I also want to call all those who want to depend on Christ only. And last, I want to call all those who need help. Do you want to stand with me and pray? Lord, 
Usually when I start these prayers, it's usually up in the teen room, but I'm going to say the exact same words because we are still praying to the same God, and that is you, Lord. So thank you for this day. Thank you for allowing us to meet, to gather. That even though the weather was in between us coming here, we still give you praise for all that weather, Lord. You said that we will have troubles, that we will have sufferings in this world. But you have also said that you have already conquered. So with you, there's nothing that is going to break us down. No illness. No bankruptcy. No accidents. No abandonment, no broken relationships. Nothing is going to break us down as long as we are with you. So, Lord, we just want to give you thanks because even though we relate this season, these months, or these days to being thankful, to being gratitude, to having this gratitude, to being overflowing with thankfulness, You ask us to be grateful every single day. You ask us to be rooted in you, to be built up in you. And you know why you say those words. Because you know the world's going to try everything it can to bring us down, to let us forget about you. But as long as we pray, as long as we come to church, as long as we serve, as long as we love you, Lord, none of that is going to come in our way. So allow us, move, allow us to move forward in this time as well because we need to remember the biggest gift you gave us, and that is your son. Thank you so much for your son, because we are able to do this prayer right now. We are able to meet right now, and we are able to believe in you right now. And just an immense overflowing gratitude and thankfulness to you, because you gave us that ability to choose you, and we choose you, Lord. So let us walk out of here remembering you, most importantly, being thankful for all that you have given us, all the good land you have given us. Because thankfulness is our remedy. We pray all these things, Lord, in your son's name, Jesus. Amen. Thank you. You are dismissed.